Good morning, church. Uh, glad to see you this morning. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's the end of our series. We've, we've been talking about spiritual disciplines. We did the, the inward disciplines. We did the outward disciplines. And now we've been doing corporate disciplines. And this is our fourth one in the series. And so this, is, this will be wrapping up. And then we'll move on to, to something else uh, next week. So... Uh, so we're wrapping things up today, and I've, I've been so excited and enjoyed this series thoroughly. I really, really, truly hope you ha- have gotten something out of it, that you've taken some steps, that you continue to take steps, and and that just that you you grow in your maturity to Jesus. You know, we talk about doing our part. We talk about these aren't rules. This is about relationship, and and that's really what it is. These are, you know, a, a a neat phrase we use these days. This is a vehicle to get to Jesus or to, to that we use to enrich our life with Jesus. So wanna just, you know, always put clarity on that. Um, these are things we practice and that grow in our life and they overlap into one another. And so if you're practicing one, it usually spills into the next and you know they share a lot of a lot of commonality there. Um so uh, let's open up with a word of prayer, and we will we'll get started this morning. God, thanks for uh, your love for us. Thanks for being here with your people. And, and God, we just uh, pray that you are honored and exalted today. And Lord, help us to live this out. God, help us to be that light in the darkness, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. God, that we take what has been done inside of us, God, and that we, it is just overflowing in, into all areas of our life, God. And help us to be intentional with that. Help us to, to take the time that we've been giving and given and use it for the kingdom of God, not use it for self-gain. And uh, thank you for your blessing and provision in all things, especially with Jesus. And we ask all this in his name. Amen. Uh, so today we're going to talk about parenting. Um, just kidding. We're not going to get into parenting. But I, but I do, there is something with parenting that I want to begin with, because if you'd have told me before having children that I would have been this way, I would have never believed you. I've always been the edgy person and like, let's do, go do something crazy and, uh, you know, bungee jumping and swimming with sharks and caving and just any, you know, anything I could get, have gotten into. And then I would be mean and I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pay the price for this. I already know. But I'd be mean and I'd call my mom a lot of times while I was in the middle of something crazy and then I'd tell her what I was doing, you know, just to like, ha ha, mom, look what I'm doing. And, you know, as a parent, I didn't realize how much we worry about our children. So uh, I was mean to my mom and I'm going to get paid back for that. But I, there's a phrase that I began using unconsciously and it like, it just consumed me. And it's the phrase, be careful. Oh my goodness. Like, I think at one point I stopped and tried to count how many times I said it in a day. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I I want my boys to be adventurous. I want my boys to be daring and risky um, to a point. You know, I, I talked to Caden about this. And I'm like, hey, calculated risk. You know, there's times where you just got to go for it, man. You know, and then there's times where it's not worth it. Uh, I used to, I remember when I first started driving, you know, my driving instructor said, there's no, there's no point ever where passing a car is worth your life. 
And that stuck with me, you know, because there's so, so many times we're behind someone who's going slower than us. We just think, oh, I, like I got to get around them to save what most of the time, like what, 10 seconds, 30 seconds. If you, if you actually got around them and got where you, you were going, uh, it's very difficult in sh our normal short trips that we take to make up any time, you know? And so that's our first mentality is like, oh, I want to make up this time. And so, um, so anyway, I've, I just got in this habit of saying, be careful over and over and over again. And I, I never wanted to become that person because I even believe following Jesus, uh, is risky. You know, it's, he's going to take you out of your comfort zone and you're not always going to be safe. I know we, we include that a lot in our prayers, but that's, that's kind of an illusion. Um, there, there's nothing about it that's safe. Following Jesus is not safe. And so, um, so I wanted to start out there because I, I don't like that I became that person and I'm still struggling with that. I still say the phrase, um, trying to work it out of my, uh, my language that I use because I don't, I don't like it. Uh, Paul instructs us in, in uh, Philippians 4, the, the way the word uh, is defined or breaks down in translation is full of care for nothing. Uh, in Philippians 4, he says that, be full of care for nothing. It translates in, in a lot of our versions today as anxious, um, but to be full of care for nothing. Uh, and that's, uh, that's how it says it in uh, the King James, I believe. Um, so today we're going to talk about celebration. And that's kind of a weird jump from what I introed with, but I believe that true celebration, joy, rejoicing comes from being carefree. Comes from and and when I say carefree, I, I don't mean that you don't you don't give a rip about anything. No, it's it's letting go of the the worries and the anxiety and those kinds of things, and truly being able to celebrate in the moment, to have joy, to be able to rejoice, those kinds of things. Um, so we're going to talk about celebration. This is an area I've struggled with most of my Christian journey because I had a lot of celebrating when I wasn't a Christian. And so I carried that over into my faith journey as no, you know, uh, Shay and I, uh, I was going to talk about this later, but we, we photographed a wedding on um, Friday and there wasn't uh, a drop of alcohol. And I, I just state that because a lot of times, you know, that those are the scenes where the party really ramps up and there was, we were at a reception and it was beautiful and it was very celebratory and man, lots of people dancing and laughing and, and singing together and having a good time. And they were just celebrating this, this young love that was coming together. And so uh, I've, I've struggled with that. Um, I remember when Shay and I started dating, even she was in college, still doing the college thing. And again, I had gone through that and I'd gone through it as a non-Christian and a Christian. And so it was very difficult for me to come into that and not be just, you know, serious and no, we can't cut loose. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, so I've, I've always struggled with celebrating. And then how do I celebrate as, as a believer? You know, what's, what's okay, you know, and what's not okay. And, I uh, mean, it's funny because there's just so many examples of celebrating in Scripture. It's all over the place. So Philippians 4.4 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice um, there was celebration. There was cause for celebration. There is always cause uh, for celebration. John fifteen eleven says, 
These things, Jesus said this, he said, these things I've spoken to you, why? That my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. You know, you even think about how Jesus began his his ministry, you know, in the first miracle at a wedding feast, um, you know, and like th- those were very big celebratory times. Uh, Jesus began his ministry in the year of Jubilee. We're going to talk about that a little bit in, in a second. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. You just think about the birth of Christ, right? And the angelic host and just the excitement that went on and how, you know, all the examples that we have of Old Testament singing and praising and dancing and, and all these celebratory times. It's an exciting thing to celebrate and we need to celebrate. It's important for us to celebrate. Um, I just remember back over my educational career and, and the classes that had more of a celebratory thing with them, to them, I enjoyed so much more than just the monotone lecture, you know, that, that was going on. Um, because there was something, there was a, there was a joy there. And so, and I like to celebrate ice creams and Coke and coffee. I mean, you, you walk through the door with, and my name's written on that, man, I'm, I'm elated, you know, woohoo, I get, you know, I get, I get something. And obviously that's absolutely nothing. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I, I think, uh, that we don't, uh, understand how, how God's, God's working. And one of the reasons to celebrate and, and maybe the, the greatest, and I don't know, maybe the only reason to celebrate is God's gracious provision. When you think about that statement, you know, obviously it culminates with Jesus Christ, God's gracious provision. But sometimes I don't think we see him providing, you know, when we're going through the tough moments, we're going through the tough times. I, I think about, it, I've shared with you guys, you know, Shay and I's difficulty in finances and just the, the burden that, that we carried that, that I had a huge part of putting us in. Um, if not all of it, I don't even blame Shay, you know, for that. Like that was on me and I let us, I let things get out of control. And, and so, you know, it was very tough, you know, when money's uh, just beating you down and, and the debt and all that stuff just weighs so heavy. And I kept praying, you know, like God, and I, this, this may sound just outrageous, but I was like, God, if you just give me $10,000, Ten thousand dollars turn this ship around. God, just give me ten thousand dollars. You know, you tell me if I ask for it, you're going to provide it. God, just give me ten thousand dollars. And I kept waiting for this check to show up in the mail. And I'll be honest with you, there was a little bit of an expectation for me that God would really do that because I believed He could. I believed He could, but God, in His great wisdom that is far above my own, knew a better way. He knew a better way to give me that $10,000 and not just $10,000, but much, much more. And he did it little by little. Some gifts were gracious and given that we did not deserve or earn. Some gifts came in opportunities for more work. Some gifts just just came in, 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 in other forms. I mean, just just multiplied and multiplied. And, and he has been slowly delivering us. And the reason he chooses slowly 99% of the time is because we need to learn some lessons and we need to grow up and we need to mature. And so, you know, in that, man, there were a lot of things to celebrate. We celebrated over tears and laughter and hugs and, 
just there were so many things to celebrate. And look, I'm still talking about it to this day, and God's still providing to this day. Um, uh, he he just uh, graciously provides, you know, so in so many ways that I I really know I know that we miss some of them, you know. But I begin. I hope you begin to see more and more how he's doing that. And so, uh, so I want, like, when I think about like c- celebrating, you know, what is, what is one of the things Jesus says? Uh, you know, I, I always go back to the lost sheep and the lost coin and the prodigal son. And I love these three parables there. And, and I, I just like the driving point for me when I read these three parables is, is not, is, it is the lost, but like it's, it's what it's what the kingdom of heaven celebrates. Okay? People use those parables for different things, but I, the the driving point is celebration, is it not? Go read them again if if you, if you think I'm wrong. Uh it's celebrating. You know, we that the lost sheep is out there and the dude leaves the 99 and goes to find his sheep that he has lost and he brings it back and everybody celebrates. Why? Because there was a sheep that was gone and it was part of the flock. And back, back in those times, that was a huge deal. And that was your, that was your, uh, provision, right? For so many things, the sheep, the flock of sheep was your provision. And so, man, you went out here and found it, right? Because that's money right there. And I'm not saying you don't even care about the sheep. Maybe you named all your sheep in your flock. I don't know. And you went out there and got it because you cared about the sheep. And there, again, there was provision from the sheep in the wool or the whatever. There's provision. And Jesus says in that, just so heaven celebrates a lost person coming home. The coin. You celebrate finding a coin. Why? Because it has value. You're going to celebrate money. Right? I mean... Let's all be honest. You know, I hear people say this phrase all the time. If I won the lottery, if I won the lottery, and you just see this elation come over their face, right? There's people in this room that have said that to me. If I won the lottery, you know, like it's woohoo, money. And Jesus says, just like that, heaven celebrates when a sinner comes back. And then we have the, the culminating story of the with the prodigal son, and the son goes out, and we know this story, and he's given his money, and he goes and blows it on everything because money is just money. And at the end of the day, it doesn't mean a whole lot. What means everything is a person coming back to the father. And so what did they do when the son comes home? Father meets, greets, wines and dines him and throws a huge party, right? Huge party. And who has a problem with it? The older brother, right? The older brother who who can't laugh at himself, who who can't, who just takes everything too far. And so there's a balance in here because there is a seriousness, man. There's a deep, serious, I mean, the, the Bible talks about mourning and weeping. So all of these things are in here, but the end game don't forget the end game. The great assembly. We're all gathered together and there's crowns being thrown down. And what a party. 
What a celebratory moment. And I believe we're supposed to celebrate right now. It's going to be a great, great moment. And there's so many things to celebrate. You know, births and weddings. And, and again, you know, I shared that about photography. That's, that's one of the coolest things we love about that job is, is we get to be there in that really happy moment. And of the 12 years we've been doing this or so, I, I think that's right. I mean, I, I can't even remember a wedding that wasn't celebratory. I mean, they each have their little issues, but like people were celebrating. People were joyful and happy. And, and there's just something about that. In, uh, in Nehemiah 8.10, he says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink sweet wine, and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready, for the day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved. Why? For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Just think about what celebrating does for you. Just think about those moments. You know, when I think about C.H., Paul, like there's a lot of memories there, but I'll, I'll never forget going to, to T.J. and Ellen's wedding and him dancing, you know? Like, I just remember that. And that, that image is stuck. He just, the smile and, you know, like him and Mimo out there cutting a rug. And like, there's just something special that happens in celebrating. It does, it does us so good. It does us so good. Um, so I, I mentioned this earlier. Jesus began his ministry in the year of Jubilee. And you may be like, what's the year of Jubilee? Um, it was uh, it was an Old Testament thing, and uh, back in the Old Testament, the, the kind of the rules and stipulations were it, you canceled all debts, all slaves got set free, no crops planted, returns of returning of property, like there were all these things, and and like when you read through that list, it's like, wait, what? Well, well we don't do that because I loaned so and so x amount of dollars last year. If it was the year of Jubilee, <laughs> you know, and why? Because we cling to what we think we control and own. And remember, we've talked about this concept. Everything we have is who's the Lord's. And so they would have this year of Jubilee where everything was kind of set free. You just think about that. I don't, I don't think that's a coincidence when Jesus started his ministry because he came to set the captives free. Free, man, what a powerful word, you know? And to me, the truest sense of that word is freedom in the spirit. And that's why we've been talking about all these disciplines leading us to this point of celebrating in the spirit, celebrating the things of God, celebrating the gracious provision of God. I believe the purest joy comes from the abandonment of of our control. You know, Jesus says, if you want to find your life, you have to lose it. You have to lose it. It's not easy to do. I, like there's, I, I'm, I told you, I struggle with this. I struggle with it. So let's get go back to where we started this message. Care, full of care for Nothing. Uh, we were in Philippians. We're going to be in Philippians, Philippians and Matthew and bounce back and forth for just a second. Um, uh, verse, verse 
I mean, chapter Philippians chapter four, and then Matthew uh, chapter six. It says in uh, Philippians four six, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. Don't be anxious about anything. Again, that word anxious right there, full of care for nothing. Full of care for nothing. To not, to not worry about this. Jesus says it like this. Therefore, in Matthew 6, 25, he says, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And great chapter, great section of that chapter right there, just talking about this in more depth. But don't be anxious. Same word, full of care for nothing. And what's the result? Paul, uh, Paul tells us in uh, verse 7 of Philippians chapter 4, And the peace of God, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God. After I preached that sermon on confession, I went away and did that. And I went to a, I went to a place to do that. I, I, I went away with a couple of good fellas and uh, I, I try very hard to practice what God tells me to preach. And I try never to just let it be a words that I'm saying to you, but they're words on God speaking to me. And so I, I went away and I remember, I remember just the peace that came from that. And I remember it putting a smile on my face, even though, again, you're, you're like, digging through the rough stuff, right? But there was joy and there was celebration that also went with it because there's a peace that passes all understanding that doesn't make any sense. So there's there's got to be intentionality to this, all right? There, there's got to be uh, something that we do. And so I, I want to I bring it back to this. I was talking to John Bailey about this this week, about our mind, you know, and that kind of stuff. And so Paul responds to, you know, how do we do this? Philippians 4, 8, and 9 says, Finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's just, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. We have to set our minds on the higher things. Jesus says it like this in Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. All this saves us from taking ourselves too seriously. There's a danger to that, you know. There really is. We can, we can get too intense and too serious and, and all, celebrating just keeps everything in perspective. God kind of levels the playing field in celebration and and you know, it just, it's just a good thing. It's good for our souls. Um, so how is this a corporate discipline? <laughs> I want to read a psalm and then I want to answer that question. Psalm uh, 150 uh, says, Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of the godly. Let Israel be glad in his maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let the praise let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with the tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the, uh, the humble with salvation. Let the godly exalt in glory. 
Let them sing for joy on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the judgment written. This is honor for all of his godly ones. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise, praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with the lute and the harp. And the harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Singing, dancing, shouting, reading psalms, singing hymns, spiritual songs. Laugh and then laugh some more. Life is difficult. We're in arguably the toughest year that we have ever experienced as people here in America. Maybe not the toughest year America's ever experienced, but the toughest year many of us have ever experienced as Americans in our country. Life is difficult, and, and it's so easy to get just all wrapped up in that stuff. I've confessed that to you enough times. I do that. I just have to turn it off and trust in God's gracious provision because he will take care of his people. I believe that. I trust it. It might not always look like I think it's going to, but he will take care of his people. Dream dreams. Have visions of what could be and can be. God is in them and he's he's driving this um, to, to a point. He's driving this to the second time coming of Christ and to the great assembly when we're all gathered for the greatest party that will ever be seen or experienced and we get to be a part of it and it's going to be amazing celebrate the creativity of others and of course the return of a child of god as jesus says you know there are so many things uh, to celebrate I, I was thinking back to johnson when i was at johnson bible college uh you know there there was a lot of sacred cows if you will there, there was a lot of, I, I don't know, just hope you're tracking with me. There was just that, that thing, you know, at Bible College. And in the middle of that, uh, so we had a chapel service. And, and again, you'd go in there and basically it was church. And we'd have church and it was great. I mean, it really was great. There were wonderful messages and um, we would sing worship songs and different people would lead. And it was really good, you know. But like one of the best best things we did there was a there was a group there um they were called traveling mercies and they did a basically a saturday night live thing um but it was, it was a christian thing you know and like you know the right the right creative people that could pull that kind of stuff off it was awesome i mean it was awesome it was so funny i mean and then like you had your professor sit next to you that you always see in ties and you know they never crack a smile in class and, and they're crying. They're laughing so hard. You know, and it was so good to come together. It just brought a humanity to us all. And it and it allowed us to not take ourselves too seriously and it and allowed us to come together and remember that God has brought a people together. And it's a beautiful, joyful thing. And we need to rejoice in the Lord always. 
and we need to celebrate because of his gracious provision. And we do that together. Man, you know, I, I've loved the moments in, in church here when people just like spontaneously do something. You can just feel the, the vibe of the spirit um, throughout throughout the group here and throughout throughout the building. You know, I know we don't have to be in a building, but um, there's cause for celebration. There's things to celebrate. And that's where I want to end today. You know, and I just I just wanted to draw our attention to this place that we we are heading, you know, um, because Jesus is alive and he's working and God is is going to get glory. God is going to get glory. And so trust him, follow him, obedience. I mean, that's when joy is gonna come. The, the more we're obeying. Uh, the more joy that's going to be welling up in us. And uh, and remember, that's not just like a, a blatant statement in Scripture about, hey, do this. Like, remember the Spirit's inside of us leading us into things. There's there's obedience in your just everyday little things in life that God's going to be orchestrating out. And if you'll follow Him in them, that, that joy is going to well up in you. And we will learn to celebrate together. And so my prayer for our church that we become a celebratory church um, when we need to be. You know, it's not, you don't do, I, I don't think you, that's an every week thing, but there are times to celebrate what God's doing. And so I want to be become better at that. I want us as a, as a people to become better at that. So thank you for uh, listening and, and being here and, and just, you know, another thing we can just, God, I want to be I want to make sure I rejoice in you and celebrate you and celebrate the things that are going on around me. And, and again, just your gracious provision throughout all of time. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just reading that Psalm. Uh, praise be to you. God, let all things uh, rejoice and, and praise your holy name. God, thank you for being in our midst. Thank you for dwelling inside of us. Thank you for orchestrating our days. And that, and that you truly do have them numbered. Um, we are in you and we can trust in you. And when you're ready to take us home, you're going to. And when you're ready to send Jesus back, you're going to. God, so we don't have to worry about tomorrow. We don't have to worry, God, to, 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 of all this stuff. God, we just we can truly be full of care for nothing. Help us to not be anxious about anything. God, we love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.